man to man Combat hand to hand, horns locked Ready for the last stand, elbow drops, kicks fade bang If I connect you, levitate, better settle mate Lights out, knocked out by the heavyweight Okay, so it's Toby from Heavyweight MMA. Today with Ricky Beecham, the barbarian, eternal MMA heavyweight champ and rising prospect in Australia. How are you, man? I'm good, mate. How are you? Good, good. So how's training going at the moment? Training's good, man. Um, slowed down a little bit now as we're coming up to Chrissy and, um, you know, a few of the boys have just come off fights. So, you know, uh, it's time to slow down. Everyone's kind of just, you know, enjoying training. Yeah, one of your one of your guys, Jack Jenkins, just had a good win the other day, right? Yeah, yeah, good win on um on Rogue. Became their featherweight champion. That's it, man. Was there any confirmation whether he broke that uh broke the leg again? <laughs> I don't think we needed confirmation. Looking at it, there's no way that wasn't broken. Yeah, man, it's happened to me before. Just in training, I broke that lower leg. It's not a nice injury, but you know he's got three in a row, right? So it's a, one of his key weapons is attacking that lower leg. That's it. It's working for him. That's it, man. So you're training out of uh, the same sort of gyms as Jack, right? You're at Resilience and also um, working out of um, Metamorphica. Is that right? Uh, yeah, um, I'm mainly at Resilience at the moment, um, and I still, you know, fly the Metamorphica banner, um, even though minimal of my training, if any, at the moment is there. But, you know, uh, that's where I started. So they've always been good to me, and I'll, you know, represent them every time. So, and I've seen pictures of you down there with Jimmy Crew and a few other guys. How's that going with a nice crew there training, man? Oh, training with those boys. It's always always good. Good rounds um, and just good blokes. Good to, you know, talk shit with afterwards. And, you know, you're always getting in good work. So, Yeah, the Aussie gyms, the Kiwi gyms, always a bit of banter as well. It keeps it a bit lighthearted while also working hard, right? Oh, you got to have fun while doing it, eh? That's it, man. And um, unfortunately, Jimmy not doing so well in his last outing. It was uh, very disappointing for a lot of us. I know he's such a good prospect and there's so much ahead of him, but it's a disappointment to see him come up short again, right? Uh, it sucks to see, man, like especially training with him. You see the work that he's put in, um, knowing what he's capable of doing as well. But look, man, that's just the nature of the sport, isn't it? Anyone can beat anyone on any given day. So, um, yeah. That's true, man. That's yep. why we love it, right? It's a it's a wicked sport. Like you can see that talent is oozing out of him, man. He's got the right yeah. training partners, the right coaches. Sam Greco in his corner, you know, Olympians teaching him judo. He's got everyone around, all you guys, and and he's ready to go. Just uh, yeah, come up short a little bit in the last two ones, but yeah, good future for him, I'm sure. That's it, man. And man, for you having that. having these sort of guys around and having some good Australians in the UFC card and Kiwis in the UFC card now, is that something that you kind of like think in your head you'd like to aspire to as well? Absolutely. Um, you know, when I started training, I'd never really had the aspirations to make it to UFC, but, um, you know, just after having a few fights, just really fell in love with it and got to a point where it's like, you know what, this this actually is a possibility if I can actually get a, some good wins and and keep that momentum going forward. So. And um, help. Got to try it now while well, I still can. So we'll see what happens. That's it, man. And you're early, early into your career at this point. So you know it's all all go for you, man. You've had, uh, according to the record online, was six fights, uh, four wins. Is that correct, or it's different? It's changed yeah. since then. Yeah, no. six fights, four and two. Yeah, and it looks like one of the highlights of his uh, uh, in 2020 in New Zealand, a one-night one four-man tournament, which are always pretty hard to get through a couple of fights, man, with some big lads from uh, from CKB and also Universal Valetudo. And these both are very highly acclaimed gyms from New Zealand, right? Yeah, yeah, that was um, definitely the highlight of my career thus far. Um, 
and it, it just felt like it happened by accident. Uh, I wasn't originally in that tournament. It was about a about a week and a half notice. Uh, Jack Jenkins actually messaged me with a screenshots from um, one of the promoters saying, "Hey man, we need a, a fourth man for this tournament. Uh, would Ricky be interested?" And I just sent back straight away. I'm like, "I'm in. Let's let's do it." So, um, and then obviously just it was my night that night. So. Came over with a couple of good wins over some uh, some some dangerous boys. So yeah, those are some solid guys, man, to get through. So that was a nice result, <laughs> man. And how do you uh, find you've you've been in a couple of different promotions, Hex, um, the Diamondback, and Minotaur as well. Um, how do you find the different promotions over in Australia? They're pretty good, man. Like um, Eternal and Hex both run really really good shows, really professional. Um, Diamondback solid show as well. Um, I think I was on the very last Minotaur card they had before they went under. Um, that was actually my debut fight. Um, and that was, I guess, a good introduction to the promotions because it was by far the worst one in terms of the way it was, you know, kind of structured. And they had us like, you know, warming up in the foyer area where people were coming to walk through, you know, to actually get into the venue and watch. So whereas the other promotions, they all, all got everything you need. You got your warm up areas, you know, you, you're taken care of you know, production values really well. So, yeah. yeah, man, no, it's good. And, um, and just, there's not much online about you, man. Like I've had, I've been looking, trying to find a bit more information on you, man. And there's a little bit of info, but not a lot, man. So give us a bit about your background. I know you mentioned that you started because, um, of you're mugged with a mate. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So that would have been, oh, I want to say close to 10 years ago now. Um, and just, yeah, walking down the street, we saw two blokes at the, di- like a distance looking at us and we figured something was, you know, sus about them, but um, neither he or I were like, you know, trained or anything. And they, they've come over and they asked if we had any cigarettes. And we're like, nah, we, we won't smoke. So, and he's like, oh yeah, well, what about any cash? And then that's when like the penny dropped. It's like, oh shit, this, this isn't good. And um, my mate copped an elbow. I copped a punch to the face, had one of my front teeth knocked back. Um, ended up losing like $60 or some shit that I had carrying on me at the time. And I remember it's just a really shit feeling like wanting to fight back, but knowing that like, I'm not really capable at that point of doing so. So that was when I was like, okay, I need to, to do something and, and learn how to you know defend myself. And it was kind of a blessing in disguise, I think, because before then I'd had, I'd wanted to get into MMA, but I didn't really have the, uh, the confidence to give it a go. Uh, I had this like preconceived notion that the culture was just all meatheads like you'd see at a gym um but when i when i started at metamorphia no it was the complete opposite everyone was really nice really friendly really helpful um just very welcoming and it you know it really opened my eyes to the culture of mma i I was completely wrong with it so um and having you know the right culture of people around it just really helps you you know want to be a part of it and stick around yeah, that's good, man. Uh, it gives you that push to get in the door because a lot of people are intimidated, right? When they think about like nearly every guy I know says they want to box or they want to do jujitsu or they want to do MMA, but getting the, getting into the gym is that hard part. So you've had that push, uh, that incident, which pushed you in there. But yeah, definitely, um, mm. you know, martial arts obviously can give people just that confidence to be able to defend themselves, at least be more confident in that situation of maybe getting away without getting hurt or defending yourself or whatever. So yeah, interesting one, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's that, that's it. Like just getting through the door, like you said, is the hardest part. But once you're there and you're giving it a crack, 
yeah. yeah so, you, show so, up. so you kicked off, man. Was it in a in the gym that you're in now, or was it uh, in a different one? That was in Metamorphica when you started, or yeah, Metamorphica is where I first started, um, and I was training out of there, um, you know, just primarily out of there for oh, I can't remember how many years now, but um, it was right before my first fight in 2016, where um, Callum Potter was teaching a couple nights a week at Metamorphica. And he'd mentioned about coming down to resilience on the Fridays for the sparring in preparation for that. So that was where I first met like Dan Kelly, Jimmy Crute, Jake Matthews, all, all those boys. Um, and then just throughout the years as like constantly training it there and then slowly kind of transitioned because um, uh, just wasn't getting the rounds I needed at Metamorphica. Um, not a knock on, on them or anyone there. It just wasn't what I needed for what I wanted to achieve. Yeah, so man. I had to you know, make that transition. Jumping back a second, you said, is Callum Potter, that was a guy who fought Jack Becker a while back, right? Yeah, I think he fought him on Hex. Had a really awesome fight, man. That one really sticks in my mind. Anyone wants to watch a good fight? <laughs> Callum Potter, Jack Becker, very good fight, man. Both just giving it to each other. Ground fighting, stand-up fighting was really good, man. Yeah, very good fight. Mm. Yeah, bro. So in that gym that you're at when you started, did you kick straight into like an MMA or did you start off with stand-up or you start off with grappling, which most people kind of do? I started off with the jiu-jitsu side of things um, and I was doing that for a couple of months, just jiu-jitsu before I moved into the striking side. But um, when I started, the, the strike and the grappling were pretty much kept pretty separate. Um, and it wasn't until I'd been training there for, oh, I don't know, maybe six months or so where they changed the syllabus to run an actual MMA class. Um, and I feel like that's where I really found uh, my footing with what I was doing at the time and when it really kicked off where, oh, you know, fighting could actually be you know, a possibility. Um, so yeah, but yeah, started off mainly grappling and moved into the striking side of it. And did you, did you kick off with any sort of amateur career or do you kick straight into the pro side? I had one interclub MMA uh, fight, but um, as, as far as like official amateur fight, no, we had, we just jumped straight to pro. We couldn't get a matchup. Um, so they just said, oh, look, we've got another guy who wants to fight. Um, I think he was from Absolute at the time. And they said, if uh, you want to go pro, we'll just go pro with it. And I said, sweet. Less restrictions, get paid. That's it, man. And, and when you started training, did you, like, have that feeling that, you know, you just wanted to train all the time? Like a lot of the kind of successful guys, when they first walk in, as soon as they get in there, it kind of becomes an addictive sort of feeling. Absolutely. I was so obsessed with training when I first started where it would be, I'd be training every night throughout the week. And if for whatever reason I couldn't make it for, you know, work or something, I would just, it would eat at me. I hated it. Could not stand missing a session. Um, yeah. It's just what I looked forward to every day. It was like, that's, that was my goal for the day, just to get to training, do it, have a good session, have fun, you know, uh, socialize with people there. Um, that was all, that's all that mattered to me at that point. And, and what, so what was the main sort of driving factor? Do you think, do you think it was that like the camaraderie and the, the people around, or do you think it was just empowering yourself or, or what was the main sort of driving factor? I think it was a bit of everything, but I think the, the main thing that kept me there was like you said, the camaraderie, just like the, the people there was just, you know, surround yourself with the right people and it makes a world of difference. Um, I, I think I could have been enjoying the aspect of training, but if I wasn't, you know, enjoying being there with people, I probably wouldn't have stuck around. 
Yeah, man. People don't always understand. Or you, it's hard to know unless you've actually done it before. There's a there's just such a strong bond that develops between uh, people that train and, and compete together, right? Mm, exactly. It's um contrary to what people might believe. It's it's a team sport, not a solo sport. So yeah, actually, just to start recently, listening to Dan Hooker talking about um you know that they were talking about moving their gym from from um Auckland over to the states for a while and you're saying it's not as simple as moving a key fighters and a couple of trainers over it's like the actual CKB is actually like probably a thousand people or something because you got to include the families and everyone like it was, it's a big uh, inter, interwoven sort of web of people right and influences that all come together so yeah it's a lot more than an individual fighter of course you're the one left in the ring but the build up to the fight support uh, improvement and training and coaching and everything all constitutes a lot of people, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's team effort all around. That's it, man. And did you have any sort of affinity with any certain part of the game of MMA or it's all of it like you're interested in a particular thing, like you want to, you like the stand up as a specialty or you like the grappling or wrestling or, or submission fighting or, or anything like that? Uh, these days, I think I favor more the striking side, but um, I, I think. All of it is obviously important. Um, I think what drew me more to MMA as opposed to say just kickboxing or Muay Thai or something is it keeps it, um, you know, more realistic is I guess the best way to describe it. Uh, you know, you're not fighting just agreeing to a certain rule set of, oh no, it's only going to be one style. It's like, it's it's everything. So um, like it's all, it's all got that uh, appeal to me, but these days I tend to favor striking more so. And, and then how would you describe your style, man? I've only, like I said, there's kind of limited stuff online. I've seen a couple of your fights, but um, the, you seem to be primarily striking in the fights that I saw. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think my style's a bit weird and awkward looking. Um, I cringe every time I watch back in any of my fights, just, you know, the way I like move or things I do wrong. It's just, I hate it. But um. Yeah, I'd say my style ideally would be, you know, stay on the feet, keep distance, um, but have a ground game. So if it does go to the ground, you know, I can handle myself. Yeah, man, I think it's good to be critical, man. It's good to be critical of yourself because you see yourself and you see what you're not doing right and then you can work on correcting it, right? So you don't always want to watch and go, oh, look great, you know, it's, it's over. I'm as good as I can be. So it's all right, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. And um, what, so what would you say your strengths in the MMA game, like overall in your overall game? Uh, I think particularly being heavyweight, I think cardio is probably my biggest strength. Um, you know, a lot of the big boys, they don't have the stamina to go, you know, three rounds, whereas, you know, all my wins have come from decisions. So I know I can go the three rounds and then, um, you know, uh, haven't had the chance to go five fives yet, but well, had the chance, didn't go well, but, you know, I'm confident that if that were the case and it did go, you know, into the later rounds that I that would be where my strength is over my opponent. Yeah, man. And you mentioned you've been in the game for, or, or training for some time, like 10 years or so. How do you feel your development? Is it, is it continually developing? If you're happy with yourself and the way you keep uh, improving? I think, I, I like you said, I get very critical of myself. Um, and... I think in a way that kind of can hinder training um, just, you know, thinking with how long I've been training. And so I'll be like, well, I feel like I should be better than I am. Um, and you just kind of get that negative mindset and it just kind of that, you know, almost makes it what it actually is. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
but it, it's when I do get the the times where like I can I feel the improvement, whether it be like during sparring or or you know just drilling or something, like it's it just feels you, you can feel the difference and it feels really good and that's like I love that feeling. And how's your consistency, man? Are you uh, one of the consistent sort of trainers? It's like an everyday sort of thing, or or what? I, I think I'd be up there for pretty consistent. I'm training, you know, six days a week unless I've got like some reason to not make training. I'm, I'm there doing, doing the sessions, doing the work. Um, and I just think, well, if I'm not going to train, what else would I be doing? So, yeah, man, that's the way, I mean, that's the way, man, it's consistency, you know, consistency overrules talent because that's how you get those little incremental gains that you might not even notice right over the years that you, you slowly pick up more and more, uh, especially with the, the quality of guys around you. Yep, exactly. And um, would you better describe your training at the moment, man? Like, what do you generally do on a on a weekly sort of basis as far as your overall training in the off season? If you don't have a fight coming up, um, if I've, in the off season, I'm still training every day. Um, especially if we've got boys in the gym that have fights coming up, just to be you know a training partner for them, help them out with whatever they need. Um, but typically, I'll have uh, throughout the week, I'll have work, and then after work, I'll on. Um, Tuesdays, Thursdays, I'll do my strength and conditioning. Um, I'll do uh, my striking training and grappling on Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, we'll have sparring on Fridays and then grappling again on Saturdays is uh, pretty much what it's looking like at the moment. And then and then, if you have any competition coming up, how does the training kind of change? Do you add any different sessions in or it just increases intensity and focus, et cetera? Just increases intensity. Um, given I'm working full time, so I don't really have the time to add more sessions in, unfortunately, as much as I'd like to, but um, yeah, just the intensity picks up and uh, the focus just kind of kicks in. So what sort of industry are you in, man, for the, for the full-time job? Uh, just like uh park maintenance. So like landscaping sort of work. Yeah. And that, that could be a bit draining too, right? Like on someone that's trying to uh, keep, keep their energy levels up as you're kind of working on two levels, right? It can take its toll, but at the same time, I'd, I'd rather be active while I'm working instead of just sitting there doing nothing. So, um, you know, it helps to keep fit in its own way, but it definitely, definitely can feel it some days. You leave work, go to training, you're just like, I'm just not feeling it. Just yeah, so man. drained or, or whatever it may be. Yeah, but at the, at the at the stage that you're at now, the entry sort of entry-level pro is – um. It's difficult to really be a, a full-time, just professional athlete, right? Because, uh, you know, there's not as much money in it to start, you know, if you get up to the top echelon of the sport, of course there is, but most people find they have to work on the side, right? That's it. Uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, still have bills to pay. So you just kind of got to suck it up until you can get to that level where you can just solely focus on training. And um, mm-hmm. look, that's, that's the goal at the moment. And hopefully I get there sooner rather than later. That's it, man. And you mentioned before your strength and conditioning. Uh, who do you do that with? Is it with anyone in particular or you kind of do it on your own or with the gym or how do you do it? Um, I, do it with, I do it with um, Ace Performance um, and I got onto them through Jimmy Crute. They're uh, his strength and conditioning coaches um, and he, um, you know, put me onto them and they were, you know, generous enough to sponsor me and help me out with all my, my strength work, my conditioning, everything. And they've been nothing short of phenomenal since working with them. Awesome. I've seen a lot of clips of Jimmy just smashing it the last few months, right? Like he's, he's looking like a, a brick shit house. <laughs> I don't know he's massive. Oh, he's, he is. He's a scary man. 
<laughs> That's it, man. And and what are your thoughts on the other side of things? Because you're working, you're training, like recovery and that. What sort of things do you do to keep your body like re- ability to recover from from working a decent job and and also training hard? I don't do as much as I should anywhere near. Um, but uh, you know, just try to make sure I can get enough sleep um, and just eating right. Really, um, yeah. I, might do a bit of like stretching before or after a session, but as far as like a proper, you know, recovery, you know, routine, if you will, I don't really have anything in place at this point. So by sleeping properly, how many hours do you try and work uh, into your routine? Uh, if I can get anywhere more than six, that's a good night. Yeah. I was watching yeah, uh, so- the show and I reckon seven's like your know, bare minimum that you should be working at, man. And if you're working as hard as you are, you probably need a bit more than that, right? yeah but uh again it's the kind of thing it is what it is and uh got to do what you got to do it yeah have you, have you had a chance for anything like sauna ice baths or any sort of things or not really into that no i haven't really done much done a little bit of sauna here and there but um not again something i probably should be doing but haven't really ice baths never done um yeah Things feel like i probably hate that yeah <laughs> Fair enough, man. And and you mentioned about eating, right? What's that sort of? Uh, what does that mean to you? Um, as long as I'm eating, you know, pretty healthy overall, like I'm getting my fruits and vegetables, you know, um, everything, like, um, and just so I'm feeling good. So it's not like a, a strict diet as such. It's just as long as I'm eating well enough to I'm feeling good. I can afford to have a bit of junk here and there, you know. Fortunately, being heavyweight, not having to worry about cutting, so I can have a cheat meal here and there, which is which is great. Um, but yeah, as long as I'm just eating everything I need, then that's like my baseline for that. Yeah. Did you, do you add any supplementation, any vitamins or anything else? I recently started like, you know, having like uh, protein shakes and stuff and adding a few things into that. But aside from that, nothing, nothing much. Yeah. A few of the boys in your gym would be all over that too, to get a bit of knowledge from, right? Guys like Jimmy and that, that are working at the top level. Yeah. They'd definitely be uh, guys to talk to about that. Man, hey, I always like to ask um, people about their psychological prep and everything. Like, how do you prepare for? You know, fighting is a very difficult thing. Getting in the ring, facing another trained guy is not easy. And just, just how do you cope with that? Uh, is it is it difficult for you? Do you feel fear? How do you handle it? How do you handle it on the day, on the weeks leading up, etc.? Um, if I'm feeling good mentally about it, uh, I don't really stress too much. I've I find the fights that I've done the best in are the fights I've gone in feeling really relaxed and just, you know, um, having fun in camp, uh, just not overthinking things. And then the the fights that I haven't done well in, I've gone in, I've, I've just been, you know, stressed thinking, oh, you let the doubts creep in. What if this happens? What if that happens? Um, so if I can just try to like keep that, uh, you know, positive mindset about it and just like, uh, you know, relax, have fun, then that's that's the best way to go. That's it, man. And and what are your plans, man? Like for the 2022, as an example, what are you hoping will happen in terms of your martial arts uh, career? I'm hoping for at least three fights next year, ideally. Um, I feel with, uh, you know, the last couple of years, a lot of shows haven't been running for a while. Uh, I know recently they've been picking up, which is good. Um, but yeah, just I want to be active. I want to be in there, get the fights, get the experience, get some wins. Um, and hopefully, you know, get some some eyes higher up on me. So, any any fights lined up as yet? Nothing locked in, but we're looking at this point. Maybe February might be 
might be the next one. Yeah, I see there's a couple of shows popping up in February, right? So hopefully you can get on there. So what's your ultimate goal in the sport? You touched on it then. Ultimate goal, get get to the UFC. That's it, man. That's simple. Pinnacle. It's kind of the pinnacle of the sport. Would you, would you consider any of the other organizations if, they, if you ever offered anything? Like we've got a lot around the world, right? One FC, etc. If opportunity comes up, uh, you know, got to take it. Get uh, get the experience. If it's there, just just grab it. But um, yeah, cool man. And um, got big heavyweight matches coming up. You've got uh, Ganu fighting Cyril Gan. I just want to know the top few guys. I guess you'd say Ganu, Cyril Gan, Stipe, um, Derek Lewis had just a mad win today. Curtis Blades. Mm. Out of any of them, who would you see yourself matching up well against? Oh. A, few, a few big hitters there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a few. Um, oh, geez, I don't know. I reckon, uh, you know, if I could stop Curtis Blades from putting me on the ground, probably be a decent matchup. That's it, man. All right, so we'll put you in next year or the year after maybe straight into fighting, mate, ready to go against Curtis Blades. That, that's it. Main <laughs> event. Right, bro. Well, we've got kind of got through the, the, the questions that I had in mind uh, for you. I want to thank you for your time. And, and it's good to hear a bit, hear a bit about the background of, of, your, of yourself and your fighting career. And um, we're looking forward to seeing you and your next fights and, and hopefully seeing you successful on the, on the larger scale, man. Thanks, Bradley. Cool. All right, man. Thank you very much. And uh, I'll, I'll keep in touch, man, to see how you're going with your fights. All right. No worries, mate. 